All right, welcome in. We are back. It is indeed Bears Nation podcast. And for the second time this year, on October 23rd, the Bears have a win that we could talk about uh, on a Monday. For Again, the second time this year, the first time on a Monday following a Sunday game at home since 2022, mm. over a year. Love, love it. Love it. Love to be here, but the Bears did beat the Las Vegas Raiders, as some of us correctly predicted. Because I'm some stop of predicting us games. I mean, I said just... that you know the Bears would be really dumb and lose and win this game because of course they would. And the Vegas Raiders, there goes the mic, because the Vegas Raiders are very bad. And uh, it turns out that was the case. Uh, big performances from Deonta Foreman, big performance from Jalen Johnson who gets a pick 6, two interception day, his first interception since last season, his <laughs> I think the first pick 6 of his career if I'm not mistaken. Yes. So, really big day, a couple of big individual performances and of course as always the quarterback is what we have to talk about. <laughs> it's pretty much the whole episode, isn't it? <laughs> it's pretty much the whole episode. Yeah, uh probably because as we have to talk about Tyson Bagent and the Bagency, who leads you to a win in his first career NFL start, the undrafted D2 rookie who was formerly playing at Shepard University in West Virginia, now comes the NFL and picks up a win in his first start. And now we are going to get into the controversy. No, the discussion no, 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 no. Online about not here because I like I, I'm very open. We've talked about this. We've been very clear about our stance on this that Justin Fields is the better quarterback. Good for Tyson Badgett, but he's not gonna be likely not going to be your long term answer, your long term solution as a Bears fan at quarterback. But Still going to talk about it, I and mean, still I've already seen some tweets today about how long Bedgen should be starting for, and if he should be the starter even when Fields is healthy, and da-da-da-da-da. Um, that's not going to be the case. But still, good for him. Really awesome to see. Really awesome story. And the Bears win the game. And here we are. And now you have uh, six days until Sunday night football mm-hmm. against the Chargers and Justin Herbert, uh, which you might win that game too because the Chargers are a mess and they stink. But, uh, yeah, Victory Monday. Haven't had one in a while. Hadn't had one coming off a home game, like you said. It feels good. Um, let's preface the Tyson Bajan conversation with this. Unbelievable story. Like, we yeah. can acknowledge this. 100%. Just the D2 quarterback, all odds stacked against him, comes in first game. Yes, terrible opponent, but Max Crosby's on the other side. We talked about sure. the way the Raiders could have exploited Bajan in many ways. Um, a little bit of credit to, uh, to the coaching staff for tailoring to his strengths. Obviously, it's a frustration that they didn't do those things for Justin Fields, but they do them for Tyson Bajan. But nonetheless, the bottom line for at least the most of the conversation to be should be directed towards this is an incredible story. It's unlikely it's sustainable, but recognize that for now that he sure. is an inspiration. I put this on my Instagram story like any athlete that's playing D2 division football has a different perspective on their career because of Tyson Bajan. Sure. Maybe whether it's reasonable or not. I mean, most D2 players should probably recognize the fact that they're not going to get drafted, but it opens well, up that possibility. He didn't get drafted, right, but but get to the NFL, get signed, right. Sure. You know, it opens up that possibility for a lot of players and a lot of guys who are in high school and, and, and just a younger generation of athletes. Like, this is a significant moment for those and, and just that inspiration 
is unbelievable, and I'm extremely happy for Tyson Bajant for all those reasons. Now let's get into what this means for the future of the Bears franchise. I've been seeing it. I, it, it happened. We knew it would happen. There's too much already about is there quarterback controversy? If Justin Fields is healthy, should Bajant still be the quarterback? Guys, we, we can't do this. It's an out. It's an objectively outrageous conversation. Sure. It is outrageous. Sure, did Bajant manage the game well? Did they design a game plan well around him that he executed? Yes. But you watch the throws, man. There is a significant lack of arm strength, obviously, because he was an undrafted rookie from D2 Shepard and all these things, of course. But that arm strength isn't going to change, you know? That athleticism isn't going to change. And he's a decent athlete, but he's obviously not a Justin Fields-type athlete. Sure. We just—we <laughs> cannot start the narrative that there is a controversy between Fields and Bajant, that Bajant is a viable long-term solution— we are so far away from that. That should be the last thing you're talking about because that is never going to happen. And again, these are these are and the reason I preface this whole conversation with what I said is because this is not anything against Bajan. It's not. This is not knocking him. This is a recognition that he played well on Sunday, but that he is not the long-term solution, and the Bears would be dumb if they came to that conclusion. And tied in with all of this, right, Jake, is the exact things that I said on the preview episode, about my fears about what this could lead to. Was it good the Bears got a win yesterday and found something in Tyson Bajan? Yes, there's nothing bad about finding something in Tyson Bajan, right? If he becomes a career-long backup for the Bears, who if you have a guy, if Justin, say that Justin Fields is the quarterback for the next five years, whatever, whatever you, like, that's a guy who's prone to injury. Say it's Caleb Williams, a guy who's probably also a little bit prone to injury just because they're mobile. If you have a guy in Tyson Bajan just waiting in the wings, available to win you football games, if your starter's going to miss three or four for the next five years, that's a great thing. But the fears that I had about the Bears maybe winning this game and Tyson Bajan playing well is it made the coaching staff look really good. It made the coaching staff look really, really good, right? You had him give out the game balls after the game, and everybody yeah. feels like they're on the same page, and the game plan was designed well for Tyson Bajan, and they got a win at home, and they're 2-5, and five, and morale is good, and hey, look what we did with this kid, and I think... The fear that I had that they can now use is we go to those exit interviews week 18, after week 18, on Monday after the season ends, you go into Ryan Pohl's office, you look at the record, whether it's five or six wins now or four, whatever it may be at this point, you say, well, hey, I mean, look, I mean, come on, Tyson Bajan, no one, the odds were stacked against him. No one gave him a shot. He won his first game. We designed a game plan. We let this kid do it, and we, and we won the game. And I am more fearful than ever that they're going to keep this coaching staff around. I literally five days ago, I was still of the belief that they get fired for the Chargers game, still of the belief that they would not be here. That has almost taken a 180 for me because we know how this franchise runs. We know how this organization runs. And yes, I'm still happy they won the game. But that win, I think, is more significant than you think for how it influences the decisions that that front office will have to make at the end of the season. I still am not there yet because... The season doesn't end today. You still there's still ten games left in the season for you that you could that you could right. go zero and ten sure. or one and nine. I, I I mean it's like I said last week. I don't think if you only win two or three or four games on the season, I don't think that in that exit interview you can point to this one singular game and say this is why I should keep my job. 
This is why we should all keep our jobs because of this one game against a terrible football team and the Las Vegas Raiders at home. And because and I said this last week too. We've seen this backup quarterback that nobody's heard of, nobody's seen, comes in, provides a spark. Right. Other team doesn't know how to game plan for him, and then immediately now there's tape on him. Mm-hmm. Like in Brandon Staley might be an idiot, but like the Chargers are still an objectively better team than the it's Bears. Good defense. Now yeah. that there's tape on the charge on Bajan, like the Bears are not the Chiefs. The, yes, the Chargers just got lit up by Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. The Bears don't have anything close to Patrick Mahomes on their roster. I like Cole Komet. He's not anywhere close to Travis Kelsey. I mean, zero catches. Yesterday. So, like that, you think that the Chiefs now aren't going to be ready for Chargers. seventy-two rushes from Deonta Foreman? Yeah. Like you think they're not going to be prepared for that? Now there's tape now. Like now the book is out. It's your secret is exposed now. So and back to spinning it forward. You can't go into exit interviews. Let's say you only win four games. This right. Year. Let's say you win two more games. You're not going to go and say, yeah, but that game against the Raiders. Okay. What happened after that? Yeah. Oh, you beat the Vikings, let's say, and the Cardinals. And I'm more so just talking about a week to week basis, right? Like if you were sure. to do a meter, sure. like the meter after this, we don't know what's going to happen. I think they're good. And I said this last week. I think they're good for the rest of the year. Yeah. Now. That's just a lot. because of the extenuate, extenuating circumstances, things out of their control. I think they're good for the season. And we know that the Bears are predisposed to not fire coaches within the season anyway. So now they have an excuse not to. So back to what I was saying, though, as far as exit interviews go, like even if you do say like, oh, yeah, but that Vegas game, like you said, we made a game plan and we stuck to it and it worked. Okay, what happened in all the other games? Why couldn't you do that for, as somebody said in the chat, why can't you do that for the best quarterback on the roster? Why can't you make the most out of the talent around you when you're starting quarterback, who's one of the most dynamic athletes in the league? It, when he's healthy, well, how come? What? Where's the disconnect there? And then you get fired. So I still don't think this team wins more than two game, two more games. I think you beat the Panthers. I think you beat the Cardinals, and that's probably it. Like, I maybe the Vikings mm-hmm. sell off, but probably not. No, they're not going to sell so, off. So I mean, th- I don't see where the rest of the wins are coming from. Sure, that, you know, and I know like the, any given Sunday, and things can get wacky, things can get weird, but. I'm just saying, like, I, I just don't see where there's more than two wins for the team. You get to the end of the year. Okay, who did you beat? All right, you beat the Raiders. Great. They are terrible. All right, you beat the Panthers. Likely going to have the number one overall pick and be winless. Okay, great. All right, you beat the Cardinals. Cool. Uh, they also are going to be in the top three of the draft again. Great. And then also you blew it to the Broncos. And also you blew it to a Packers team that might be very terrible. So in the in the opening game of the year after you had all this hype, you blew it to the Packers, which they might be bad. So I just don't think that no matter what happens, I'm not seeing where the wins are coming from. And therefore, I don't think this coaching staff is going to be able to stick around. They're going to have no grand ground to stand on. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say. Like, hey, honestly, like opt- all my optimism aside – you know, I obviously think the Bears are pretend, had the potential to win more games when Justin Fields is in there and all yada yada yada. I predicted them to win ten games this year, right? Because I thought things would go well. You know, for I Justin Fields, eight, and, yeah, so and and and, and look, I was right again, there with you. Not outrageous, right? And we're starting to sort of see some of the things come together that we expected to come together at the beginning of the year, and more so on the defensive side of the ball. Like if the defense continues to be the fifth best defense in the NFL against the run from a yards per game standpoint, and you really start to figure things out defensively, you're going to win more games. I mean, think about all like the stat that stands out. I believe this is the number, but like before the Bears beat the Commanders on that 14 game losing streak or whatever it was, I think I got it to 15 before yeah. then. Um, who even remembers? But <laughs> 
It was they a long were, losing streak. They were allowing, I believe, 35 points per game something in that like streak. That. Like something outrageous. Whereas, sure. like, if you cut that down to like 24, even, they would have won like six or seven games in that span, mm-hmm. right? Like, if you start to play better defense, you're going to win more games. And then again, in, in turn, that's going to make the quarterback look better and the team look better. What I said last week was the impact of a win on a quarterback's performance makes it look so much better. And that's exactly what I said would happen in this game. Like, if the Bears, like Tyson Bajan, I knew he was going to throw for like 150 yards, right. maybe a touchdown or something. Our expectations Nothing were crazy. low. We we're knew low. that they were going to run the ball. But if they won the game, it would look so much better. And sure. I cited Jordan Love in those first three weeks because that's exactly the same situation. Sure. And now the Packers are a completely different team. But if you put Tyson Bajan's performance in a vacuum and then put Justin Fields in the with the same stats, but when Justin Fields played the game, the defense allowed. 34 points, but sure. when Tyson Bajan played the game, the defense allowed 12 points, then yeah, ju- in a vacuum, ju- like, the stats are the same. But when you look at everything around it, oh, one player has a loss, the other player has a win, obviously Bajan's performance is going to look better because sure. they came out with the victorious and they're giving out game balls and everyone's happy and the Soldier Field's rock, right? Like, that's just how these things work. So I think that is sort of leading to the overreactions that people are creating at this moment. And it's just like, guys, what did you see in that game from Tyson Bagent? Like, did he do anything that Justin Fields couldn't do? Right? Sure. Like, what was asked from him in that game? And then we go, I know we're going back to this conversation, but it's necessary to have because it is frustrating. Like, when you saw where who put it in the chat, Shane McCoy, right? It would be nice if Getsy could build an offense around the best could be on the roster. Like, it's frustrating because you saw a game plan that was designed perfectly for what Tyson Bajan brings to the table, sure. right? Like, he's seen a lot of football in his life. Maybe he does get the ball out quick, but he obviously doesn't have the arm strength. I think he probably had, what, one pass beyond 10 yards, yeah. and that was the, the sideline throw to DJ Moore? One pass beyond 10 yards. The other was screen plays, get the ball in Deontay Foreman's hands. Like, they designed a game plan that worked for him, and we haven't seen them do that aside from a couple times this year for Justin Fields, and that's really, really, really frustrating to recognize that. Like, if you can do it for this D2 quarterback who has significant limitations, you, but you can't do it for Justin Fields who provides literally everything you would want, it, like has so many possibilities for plays well, that you can run. Like, so here's the so here's what I would say to that. Then that could further be an indictment. On the coaching staff, though, because, okay, you can handle a game plan for Tyson Benjamin because it's so bare minimum. It's you have, so bare You minimum. have so much less to consider, right. whereas Fields is such a better athlete, can do so much more, and it's beyond the capacity of the coaching staff. Like, they just mm-hmm. aren't good enough coaches to be able to utilize those talents, those skills that Justin Fields brings to the table. So, if I'm looking at it that way... Like that's a further indictment on them. Wow. Oh, yeah. okay. You you can make a game plan at for the bare bones, down to the studs minimum, and studs being like you know studs of a wall, not studs on a roster, obviously. But like bare minimum, completely tear it all down to the studs, basest bare bones offense you can mm-hmm. against again a t- in the context against a terrible Raiders team. And then when you get Justin Fields, who can run and throw deep and do all these different things. But you can't make a game plan for him because it's outside of what you're capable of. That's more of an indictment on you then. So I, I think that's one way that you maybe have to look at it. Oh, like that coaching staff might be in that in, in their offices. Like, oh man, the good thing we got Badger because there's like five things that we can do with him. Yeah. Whereas Fields, it might be fifty, and oh, they yeah. just don't know how. So that that's a way, that's how I'm looking at it. 
that's, that this this coaching staff is just so inept that Fields <laughs> might have all these skills, all these talents. They just legitimately, Kevin, don't know how to utilize it. And they need somebody like a Tyson Badgett that where they can say, all right, good, we're going to hand it off 40 times and we're going to not throw farther than 10 yards because we know that's all you can do, but also it's all we're capable of as well. Right. And I think it's, it's I think I never looked at it that way, but now that you're kind of saying that, I think you're right. It sort of is an indictment. And it's like maybe it, fe- it feels like what we saw on Sunday is the offense that they've wanted to run. Like the offense that they, like they sure. don't want, like it's almost like they want a game manager who can just throw balls to the flat. And then yeah. like the like, blandest, no. most the, just, you know, that might win bread. you a game against the Raiders. That's sure. not getting you anywhere else in the NFL. Correct. Look around the league. Like even if people want to cite the San Francisco 49ers, like that's just a complete different situation because the yeah, players they have they on have, their yeah. roster and they still find a way to create explosive plays like that. Not, not the same. Do not compare those two, please. But, yes, frustrating, and, I, I mean, I hope Justin plays this week. We don't know, right? We don't know the extent of this injury. It's probably unlikely, but if I'm Roger Goodell, I'm on that fucking phone with Ryan Poulsen. I'm like, you better inject that man with whatever you can. Get that finger ready to play because we don't want Tyson no, Bates. Uh, there's a storyline there. Right. Now, but, now they might. But if He's likable. He's likable. There, there's a storyline, and they could probably have a field day with videos and, and whatnot. But in reality, like you're saying, when we do a preview episode on Wednesday— the odds of Tyson Bajant playing really, really well against the playing exciting football for Sunday night sure. football against the Chargers are extremely. To be fair, low. though, the Sunday night games this year haven't been great they've been anyway. They've Last night was bad. decent, but yeah, yesterday was good. They but haven't up bad. to this point. They they haven't been. The, the bar is low. Yes, um, but you know, there's more narratives around Justin Fields and Justin Herbert and the Justins matchup and you two explosive young quarterbacks in the NFL and well, Justin's got also, a lot to prove. If Justin Fields plays, you also get the oh well, if he struggles. They gonna put Badgett in? Yeah, you right, right, right. You, yeah, oh, if he throws a pick, oh, right. Panda Badgett on the sideline, which is ridiculous, but you know it's gonna happen. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I think we've sort of rested our case here on how we approach the Badgett situation. I keep saying Badgett; it's Badgett. I keep, I, keep I approaching the Badgett situation. I know, and I'm gonna continue um, to say both. Doesn't but matter. and I know, look, I know there's gonna be people in our in my mentions and in oh, like you guys are wrong. Like this guy's the future. All this, yeah, he, he no. And again, I'm not ro- like <laughs> I'm not rooting against Tyson Bates. Sure, like yeah. that's not the case here. It's just he's just not a solution. He's just not. The ceiling isn't high enough for him to be the solution for the long term franchise quarterback to be your Brock Purdy, to be your Tom Brady, to probably. be your Court Warner, and all these. Not probably. It's not going to. Happen. It's there within is, the realm of possibility. Still, I'm not. It's, not in the current situation, the Chicago Bears. Because you, sure. what you're saying, Jay, is that for that to happen, either two things could happen. They're going to have a top five pick in the draft. It might sure. not be their pick at this point. But the Carolina Panthers will result in the top five pick. So what well, you're as of saying right now, you still have the two of the top three picks. What you're saying is right as of right now, but it's likely that it's not likely, but it's possible that the Bears move out of the top five. They win a couple more games this sure. year, and then the Panthers probably still, still in the top ten right. though. There is what you're saying. If if Tyson Bajan were to be the future on this franchise, here's what would have to happen: you have to decide that Justin Fields is not as good as Tyson Bajan. Sure, you'd have to pass up on Drake May or Caleb Williams, arguably two very good prospects. Right, and neither of those things. Or, or you bring in a you bring in a rookie quarterback. Sure. They fail, and then Tyson Bates becomes a quarterback after that. Like all the, the, you would have to go through all three of those scenarios before Tyson Bates would be the starting quarterback. Like you would have to pass up 
two very good quarterback prospects. You'd have to decide that Justin Fields is not as good and then come to this conclusion that Bayesian is the future. Like, there is a 0% chance that they look at what's possible to them after the offseason and decide that the best option for the team going forwards is Tyson Bajan. It's a 0% chance. Well, it's not zero. It's zero. It's not zero. It's zero. You think it's a possibility that they would approach the end of the season, say, now let's move on from Justin Fields, who in his own right is sort of a unicorn at the position. Now let's pass on either Drake. And I have my own opinions on Drake, Mary, Caleb Williams. I don't don't know how I feel about Williams after the last two games, but whatnot. Still probably better than Tyson Bajan as prospects, obviously. You'd have to pass up both of those. I'm just not willing to say that it's a zero percent chance. Like point it might one. be like a yes. Like I'm not saying <laughs> okay, I'm not, fine. Like, I'll I'm give saying you it's like a one percent chance. Like I'm not saying that it's likely, but it's not. It's especially with this organization, it's never zero. Brian White it's in the chat, never zero. I wonder how the New England Patriots fans were feeling when Brady became the starter. Again, there's differences here. Tom Brady was a decent college quarterback who went to the University of Michigan, who sure. had better arm strength. And, like, sure, I'm sure they had the same opinions, but it's still a drastically different situation. Do not compare Tyson Bajan to the greatest court. Tyson Bajan well, will not to, be Tom to Brady. To his point, though, like, we didn't know what Tom Brady, like, I mean, we were both very young at the time, but, like, sure. people. I, mean, I was, like, who, three, but. Right, you're right. I was, yeah, exactly. I was, like, four. So it's, like, the point stands, though, is that. We truly, I know that we all have our evaluations of Tyson Bajan. We don't think that he can reach the, but realistically, through one game of NFL action, we don't know his true ceiling. Like it is, it is kind of possibly within the range of outcomes that he could be awesome. Is it likely? No, but it is within the range of possibilities. So I think that like, it's just argument for argument's sake, you know, like he, he can't say it's zero. Because we just don't know. We just don't. He didn't do anything yesterday that makes you sure, immediately sure, say, sure. oh, he stinks. He's bad. Maybe he does have his limitations as an athlete. Was Brady the best athlete out there? No. So it's And I know, like you said, comparing Brady, who's gone on to be the best quarterback of all time and won like a billion rings and championships and, uh, and oodles of success, yes, in hindsight now, but... Everybody starts somewhere. All of these, you know, these legends that are born are all start somewhere. So it's not fair to Tyson Badgen, I think, to say, oh, yeah, it's a zero percent chance. You know what I mean? Like, I just think yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah. you have to be open to the idea of it's at least possible. Is it likely? No. But there's a range of outcomes. And Tyson Badgen being really awesome is on that range. Here's I'll rephrase. It's a zero percent chance in my eyes, or one zero point one percent chance that it happens with the Chicago Bears because sure. of their situation. If the Bears were the New Orleans Saints, you're three and four. You have a veteran quarterback. You have no draft. The picks, Raiders, and then or, or the Raiders, right? Then it's a pretty good chance, sure. honestly. But because of the Bears' situation, there is it would be negligent to go forward thinking that. That is a long-term solution when you have better options, players with higher ceilings, players who could win Super Bowls, you know, like potentially, you know, available to you. It's sure. just it's it's okay. it, it, I wouldn't rule out the possibility of Tyson Bajan becoming good enough as a backup with the Bears that one of those teams takes a flat one of those teams like the Saints or the Raiders who don't have draft capital who are kind of looking for, you know, a stopgap, a you know, guy to put in for a couple years, maybe see if he can prove himself, starter. And he goes out and wins nine to ten ga- nine or ten games. They build around him. Like I'm not ruling out that possibility. Sure, but I just don't think because of the Bears situation with the draft capital they have, 
and with the other player that they have on the roster that it's going to happen with them. Sure. And I'm not, again. I would agree with that. I think that's, that is correct. I I'm not being right. disrespectful to Tyson Bajan here. Like, I, I know Brian White saying you don't know what the future holds for Tyson Bajan. You're right, I don't. I could be completely wrong. Sure. There's a chance I am entirely wrong, and he is him, and mm-hmm. he just goes on to another team and, and is great. And I wouldn't be surprised if he goes on to another team and is great. I just think with the Chicago Bears, with what is available to them, it is not possible that they come to terms on January 13th of this year when they miss the playoffs and say, that is the guy we're building around going sure. forward. It would be negligent and it would be stupid in my opinion. And if he did, beca- if that was the case, so be it. Obviously, we rally around the kid. I just right. think right now, objectively, when you look at what's available to you, you seemingly have better options. You seemingly have better options. Sure. I, I think that's fair. I think everything that you said is completely fair. Quick pivot, because I want to ask you something. Because, I mean, like the Bears are going to have, more than likely, the Bears are going to be have under center starting next year a rookie quarterback, whether that's Caleb Williams or Drake May or something. But I want to ask you, as you are famously an Ohio State grad, if the Bears draft J.J. McCarthy, how are you going to take that? <sighs> It I would mean, be so bears of that. Are you gonna come to grips with that? Kid. Uh, I don't. He know. might be really good. He he might be. That throw he made. Yeah. Outside it's the twenty. That was a lazy. Like what are what are your range of emotions gonna be like as far as process? Like, yeah, <laughs> like, that's gonna be like, rough. For if me. the Bears draft JJ McCarthy one overall, because let's say like Caleb okay, Williams, well, like, that's not gonna happen, it might. He wins Heisman. He keeps on like this. You have your reservations about Drake May. Caleb Williams wants ownership stake, which is not gonna happen. McCarthy's closing that gap. Bears like J.J. McCarthy first overall to be the future quarterback of the Chicago Bears. What's your take me through that for you real quick? Your your face right now is really funny. Knife to the heart, knife gets <laughs> twisted, deep dagger. No, I look, I it, it I, people understand. People know that yes, I believe Justin Fields can be great. A large reason of why I like him is because I went to the Ohio State University and Famously. watched him for multiple years and was on the sidelines watching him like I like obviously that plays into it I'd be I'd be lying if I said that wasn't the case and I'd probably be lying if I said I wouldn't have a you know some sort of feelings about JJ McCarthy because he went to the University of Michigan um I it's hard for me because like I really didn't think he was good yeah. like and then this year he is just playing really well and it's just amazing to see the way he has well we saw we kind of saw the stock rise start to rise last year. Yeah, a little when bit. When he was split in time with what's his face? McNamara. McNamara. <laughs> like, that was uh, that I mean, Jim Harbaugh should be investigated for that. Um, but no, we, like I yeah. Anyway, this is a different conversation. Well, uh, and, and and I'll say this too, like you know that if the coaching staff gets fired. The, the number one talking yep, point was, so will that, be, That's what I was just going to say. Hire Jim Harbaugh. Bears, draft J.J. McCarthy. JJ, and, and you know where J.J. Jim? went to high school? Nazareth. You know where Nazareth well, he is? Went, he went there for two years. It, well, you know where it is? It's, it's where it started. 30 minutes where south Where the of legend Chicago. started? And then and then Jake can be like, I went to high school with J.J. McCarthy. Well, he wasn't in... He, no, he, he, was, he was way not after Not way him. before. I mean, he's what? Like, well, I guess he's probably only like 22. He, yeah, he was... No, so he's 20. Oh, he's 20? So he was there. My my No, so maybe we did overlap for a year. Nobody cares about this because my sister is four years younger than me, uh-huh. and he was in a class with her her freshman year. Was I gone already? I must you would have been, been gone. You would have been. You would have been. You would have been in college. You yes, because freshman. my freshman year at college was her freshman year at high school. Yeah, so no, there was no overlap. You just get ready my, for that narrative. My sister had a class with him. Yeah, 
J.J. McCarthy, Chicago kid. I, so I was literally yeah. going to say that, though, like, Bears draft McCarthy, hire Jim Harbaugh, oh, it's gonna, pair gonna be, him up. I think I've already seen a tweet Bears. about it. Probably, yeah. <laughs> I can yeah, hear it now. Forget the science and everything, but, um, yeah, that's that, that that's a funny scenario. But I did already see the Jim Harbaugh tweet yeah, start uh, they, they last started. week. So. And I will say, like, it's, it's not happening. It, it's it's not going to happen. But like the sign stealing thing does make it more of a possibility that he's going to have to walk away from Michigan and become and everybody have to move on. in college football steals. Signs. I know, but oh, not everybody gets gonna, caught. When you get caught, it's a bad luck. It, it, I mean, I, I I hope you're right, but I will say too, like there's part of me, like not necessarily with Jim Harbaugh, but like when you're looking for the next coach, and like say it is Justin Fields the quarterback next year, mm-hmm. and like. Like, obviously, I want Ben Johnson. I want the young yes. phenom rookie OC. But there is, like, when you look at the Jacksonville Jaguars, this is the biggest case study. There's a, there was a lot of people who were not, you know, pleased with that decision to go with the veteran guy who's won a Super Bowl and right. might be washed at this point in Doug Peterson. And I know the Bears have tried that theoretically with John Fox, but really different scenario, you know, different roster, not a good quarterback, all those things. I don't know if I would hate them taking that route if it was the right candidate, right? Sure. Like if it was between Ben Johnson and another guy that's like, I'm trying to think of another name who would be available, whatever it may be. Whoever's in Miami. Say it's Belichick. Oh, say boy. it's Belichick, right? Like just throw it out there. Obviously, it had to be a trade God. at this point because they signed him to a multi-year contract extension, and I don't think you'd want to trade draft picks that, for that Bill Belichick. Apparently, nobody knows how long it is either, which right. just makes me assume that it's, that it's for life. It, the, the man's seventy something. Yeah, for life, whatever that may be. Makes Until me. you break Don Shula's record, that's the contingency in the contract, Possibly. which is like eighteen games away. But I wouldn't hate that in some situations. Like I know it's a really unpopular take, but I, I, you, you, no, you, so, you you're wa- familiar with like, that though. Yeah, unpopular takes. I'm very familiar with that, and and that's partially my fault because <laughs> I put it on myself. Uh, but that's what we do here. But I just I, I like I was watching that Thursday night game and I was like this team is composed this team is well coached yeah. and you look at like it's a risk to to hire a young offense like if it works and it's Sean McVay you're gonna win multiple you're Super awesome, Bowls yeah. probably if it doesn't work you're gonna crash and burn and you're gonna do this you know we've seen it with Matt Nagy right we or, <laughs> or even with Brian Dable in New York like they, they might be entering yeah. that territory so I just uh, the Harbaugh thing made me think of that that if it's the right candidate I wouldn't necessarily hate it especially with the way we've seen Justin Fields operate and what he may need from a coach and what this young roster may need. Yada, yada, yada. Conversations for the uh, rest of the year. Let's talk a little bit more about this game. Let's talk about this real quick. Jalen Johnson. Yep. Let's so here's the conversation. Next. Does he get traded? Yeah. Pick six. Another and, interception. And two we, interception games. And we talked about this last week. Ryan Poles does this. He did it with Robert Quinn. Got traded right away. Yeah. I think it was two days after they won their last game last season. Mm-hmm. And then Roquan Smith was traded a week later. Like, And they had both had good games. Like Robert Quinn had famously had famously owns the single-season sack record for the Bears, which is still very funny. But like, I, honestly, if Jalen Johnson gets traded tomorrow, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. And here's the question I have for you. Does the game yesterday... Best game as a bear by mm-hmm. far. Yeah. He's not known for getting takeaways. He got two of them. That was the biggest knock on him. Does it make it more likely that he gets traded or more likely that he gets a contract extension? <sighs> so I, I had this written down to talk about too. I don't know. I think it depends on how, I don't want to say desperate, how motivated a team is to acquire him after that. Like if you're the Jaguars 
and you see that and you're like, we need, we need that because we have flaws and we need something like that. Or if you're uh, pick, pick, you know, the Eagles or the dolphins or whatever, we, we need that because that's going to take us over the hump. And, and then some, and then they call and say, we'll give you a second round pick. Maybe. But if you're not getting the offers that you like, if you're Ryan Poles, now you are more motivated to, I mean, we talked about it. Corner is a premier position in the NFL. It is a position that you build around in a, a position where if you have a star, you, that's going to take you a long way. So if you're Ryan Poles, I, the, the problem is now Jalen Johnson is walking to Ryan Poles office today and being like, put it all on the table. Like, how about that? You know? So and like I said, that was the biggest knock on him, the lack of takeaways. So Jalen Johnson's walking to the office today. I say, I'll give you one more chance to pay me. You know, here's the number. But you don't want to meet it, then I'm walking away and I'll play out the rest of the year and I'll continue to ball out and you might just lose me for nothing. And then maybe that phone rings. Maybe it, maybe it's Philadelphia. Maybe it's Miami. Maybe it's whoever. I don't know. Buffalo, whatever. Pick. Pick your playoff team. But it, I think it's all so ambiguous and so up to outside factors that I like, I can't get a good feel. I don't know if you feel the same way or not. I mean, that's the risk that you run is like you don't find a trade partner, you still don't get an extension done. He gets frustrated with that even yeah. after playing well, and he decides at the end of the year that no matter what you throw at me, even if you have the best contract offer, maybe he wants to go somewhere else. You know, maybe maybe he doesn't like the direction of the franchise. Maybe he wants to go sure. and win. I mean, he's 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 still a really young player, but maybe he has more. He has seen nothing but losses in his career with the Bears. Maybe he wants to go somewhere and see some wins. You know, like and he's talked about you know wanting to be here and he bought a house here and all that. But like, you never you just, you just never know. I think. Jalen Johnson think, is 24, by the way. 24. He'll be 25 he's, he's and really April. young, man. He's he's really young. I think yesterday's game makes it more likely that he stays with the Bears and gets a contract extension that does he gets traded. And that's my belief. Sure. There's no telling what Ryan Poles' belief should be. But, I mean, you're looking at a player who, at this point, after you know seven games of the first uh, of his, what, fourth season in the NFL now? Yeah. Has because looked, it's the end of his rookie contract. Like I think the fear for people with Jalen Johnson was... Always solid player, maybe no advancement in his career. Like maybe he's just going to be injuries were part of that. Injuries were part of that. Like fear of regression. That's Eddie not Jackson. happening. And in what did you say? Like Eddie Jackson. Like Eddie Jackson, right? Like fear of regression after the contract extension too for Eddie Jackson, and right. that happened, and that is 100 percent the case. Like not the same player. You paid that guy a lot of money. He was the highest paid player, highest played safety in the NFL for a period of time until Buda Baker, like I think like a day later, got like more money than him. But you're now seeing this year Jalen Johnson. Yeah, he had an injury for a couple of games, but sort of take steps in his career that make you believe that a contract extension could lead to this guy being a pro bowler, right? That he's worth the money that you pay him. And like I said in the preview episode, at some point. Selling off assets looks good on paper because the potential player that you can get for it. But you got to keep players around if they're good. Players who are leaders. You got to build this team around something in each position room. And if you just show that year after year after year, you're just going to sell off and sell off and sell off. The moment a player starts to look really good, it's a really bad look for the team. It's not going to sit well with the locker room. I mean, this is a very likable guy. I think you run the risk of, like, even more than they probably already have, like players losing faith in the front staff and the front office. Because how does that make like pending free agents feel? Right. How does that make it feel if you, you know, 
play well the rest of the season, but look what Jalen Johnson did when he played well. He immediately gets sold off. It's like there's no incentive to play well to stay around with the team. And we talked about this last year with the Cole Komet contract, too. Like, you have to reward players for playing well, and that builds a locker room confidence like you're talking about. Yeah. And Shane says, you know, we have the money. You know, like, it's not a problem. Very famously, because he didn't spend it last offseason. Yeah, not all of it. And... You got the money. Keep Jay, keep Jalen Johnson around. It, that's just that's that's a player you want to build around. That's a dude who's just, you need he's premier a dog. corners if you, you want to be a good corners. NFL team. And yeah, the Tyreek Stevenson thing. Oh, like well, why would they draft Tyreek Stevenson then? Because they had nobody else. Who sure. are they going to trot Agreed. out if they didn't draft Tyreek Stevenson? It's not like he's the replacement for Jalen Johnson, and you have other cornerbacks on the roster. No, you don't. Like who starts for Jalen Johnson if he goes out? Terrell Smith is on IR. Yep. If he gets traded, like with with, with, with also how are we not talking about this? Terrell Smith on IR with mono. Yeah, that's that's like, <laughs> dude. Not, mono will mo- knock you out, bro. But like, I've never had it. But like, it's like it's just like always funny because like it just makes you think of like high school and college, where like you know why people are getting mono. So it just makes me laugh when like a grown ass man gets he's in, mono. He's in these streets, bro. Yeah. Terrell Smith in these streets. Jay like me for real. But yeah, like six weeks. That is crazy. It's tough. Anyway, really crazy. Um, but yeah, no, you're right. Jalen Johnson, please. Or Ryan Poles, please. Pay the man, keep him with the team, and it would be really cool to see if like he got paid today. You know, sure, like, yeah. If you just say, hey, you know, you played really well, prove yourself. We were looking for turnovers. You got two of them. Yeah, it's Brian Hoyer. Guess what? Here's the check. <laughs> like, like, let's do that yeah. for once. Let's reward good performances. Sure, I agree with that. Uh, I think Mooney's on his way out, though. Yeah, hundred percent. I just I think there's that, uh, no spot for this team, especially with the way that Tyler Scott has kind of not emerged, but been worked into the offense more in the last couple of weeks, it seems like the writing's on the And wall. they look like very similar players, right? Kind of same backstories, too. Well. Sort of smaller school, but same traits. You know, late-round draft pick, all this. And I think Mooney's going to – could still end up being a pretty good receiver on if he goes to a different team. But for some reason, they're just not getting him involved in the offense yeah. as much. And it seems like he's been phased out. And Tyler Scott, three targets, two catches, two carries against the Raiders – uh, had was involved in the game before against the Vikings as well. So it seems like they're trying to work him in more. Yeah, Vikings, uh, a couple targets, a couple catches, four targets against the Vikings, mm-hmm. two catches, a couple rush attempts. So it seems like Tyler Scott is being worked in more and Darnell Mooney is being phased out a little bit, which sucks, but and that's just kind of the way things go. Yeah, I know it does. And, and and like, let's not forget, guys, this was a player who was an 1,000-yard receiver a couple years ago. Like, like Darna Mooney is no scrub, and it's probably a little bit of an indictment on the coaching staff that he's not more involved. I mean, this is sure. a good player uh, that we thought could reach potential WR1 status last year as the guy. Um, obviously, it didn't wasn't the case. He's just not equipped to be the guy on a team, but still a very solid wide receiver, too. And I just... You know, you could probably if you trade him away. I don't know if they'll trade him at the deadline. I mean, well, well I guess they have to. Agent, I guess they so, have to. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, 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 my bad, my bad. Um, Kansas City Chiefs. You know, cool. like they might give up a fourth rounder for Donna Mooney. The Chargers, maybe with that makes a lot of sense. Actually, the Chargers, Chargers, because let's, let's see. Quentin Johnston has not been be- has not been good, been and Keenan Allen's a million years old, and Mike Williams is gone. So, like, and you get a good look um, at him. That's I, I'm gonna get ahead of my bold predictions for Wednesday. Now I bet you Darnell Mooney gets traded a week, uh, around a week from now to the Chargers within the next ten days. Yeah, to the, tra- to the Chargers. For, what's the return for a player I, like Darnell Mooney? Is the fourth round pick too much? Probably. Yeah, wait, sixth. Sixth. He hasn't played. Yeah, he hasn't played. Can't ask for a fourth. Round. Right. You get a sixth, sixth at best, probably. 
But that's that's going to be my bold prediction. I'm going to call my shot now. Darnell Mooney gets traded after the Chargers game to the Chargers. I know we haven't talked about this, but Ryan Poles does trades, and we always think it's one way or the other. Is there any potential they trade for a player? Daniel Hunter. The only... Asking to be traded. I'm not asking, but the receiving Right, so it'd have to be something like, or like Chase Young, who is due for a contract now after this season. So it'd have to be like, all right, Chase Young, you really like what you see from him. You get him in for half a season, get him comfortable, and then hopefully that gives you some like extra ground to work out a contract with him. It'd have, it'd have to be something like that. Is Daniel Hunter also waiting for a contract extension? Is that uh, the situation if, with, if you with the Vikings? for like 30 seconds, I'll tell you. Yeah, because that's the only scenario, right, is if you get a younger player who you still believe can be here for multiple years after this year, because you're not trading anyone to win you games for the next 10 games, right? You're not doing that. You're looking for a younger player who will come to a different situation, hopefully look like the best version of themselves here, which it rarely happens, and then sign them to a contract extension for the next four years, say, hey, you know, know. Hunter has... Two more seasons on his contract that run through his age thirty-one season. I don't think they would trade for him then. That doesn't make unless sense. you think you can be good next year. Unless you think you can be good next year and you can get him pretty cheap. But also like division rival, it's probably not happening. Yeah, I know. But the the Vikings famously or the Lions famously traded TJ Hawkinson true. to the to the Vikings. It's you know, point. it's 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 it, 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 there's some precedent for it, um, and that's just looking like an unbelievable trade for the Lions, considering how good Sam Laporta has looked. Um, yep. But yeah, we'll see what happens there. Other notes from this game. I was actually surprised how packed Soldier Field was. That's just a little note when yeah. I'm looking at the ESPN. One of the last nice days, though, probably. Yeah, that you're, you're not going to get many people wanting to go to these games when it's a... Winnable game. When it's cold. Yeah, winnable game. Winnable game, nicer day. Like You want to talk about indictments on the coaching staff. <laughs> yeah, we could do this all day. Why the hell... Like, let's not forget... Deonta Foreman in today's yesterday's game, 16 carries, 89 yards, two touchdowns, 5.6 average, and this is a, a bad you know Raiders rush defense. We talked about that. This guy was a healthy scratch for four weeks. Yep, a hel- he's the best running back on the roster. Probably not. Probably he is <laughs> healthy scratch for four weeks. Yeah, Travis Homer, you're gonna play over Deonta Foreman. Uh, Khalil Herbert, you know, sure comparable, but. You're gonna get all the snaps. Roshan Johnson, rookie, who's looked fine. Obviously, yeah, he was out with injury. To get him carries. Deonta Foreman was a healthy scratch for the first four weeks of the season. You paid the guy money in the offseason. Yep. Healthy scratch. First game he plays with a full load. He has 30 fantasy points. Looks unbelievable. <laughs> three touchdowns. Had receiving touchdown. Yeah, let's add 31 reception or 31 yards on three receptions. 10.3 average and a touchdown. What the f? f? Healthy scratch for four weeks. This guy probably could have helped your team a little bit. Probably, yeah. Uh, it's just, like you said, an indictment on the coaching staff that they possibly don't know who their best players are or how, and or how to use them. I then just, we could talk about it all day, like you said. It's just... It's Cole Komet, zero receptions yesterday. Yeah. In a short passing game. I mean, you won yeah. the game, so whatever, but like, you know, how does that happen? I get yeah. you get these wacky one-off games, but like, seriously? I don't know. So... No, you're right. I mean, it's a indictment on the coaching staff. Continued, bona fide. It's they don't know. They, not only do they not know how to use their most talented players, they might not know who their most talented players are. Yeah, I don't think. They like, do. would you be surprised? Like, let's say, just to close this out real quick, Darnell Mooney gets traded to the Chargers. Would anyone be surprised if he immediately forms a connection with Justin Herbert and is awesome the rest of the year? I would trade for him in fantasy. 
I mean, that, 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 no, I would not be surprised. So it's just, and and again, back to what I was saying, like it's things like that where the coaching staff just doesn't have a lot of ground to stand on as far as trying to make a case to keep their jobs at the end of the year. And that's going to be something, another part of it. So it's just something to consider. Again, I don't think that this coaching staff is safe unless they win out probably, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but you know, that's that's it, and that's uh, if we can see it, you got to hope that Ryan Poles can see it. 100%. So that's just what you have to uh, pin your hopes on. But hey, for, for kind of kind of a weird episode for a win, wasn't as much of a celebration, but there was a lot to discuss. Well, there was, was a, lot a celebration, to break down. but yeah. And, well, and let I me mean, ask you before we close. Go ahead, real quick. Were you upset the Bears won? Like, like I'm not upset, but like, was it in the back of your mind? Like, damn, we might have been better off losing the game. Because I don't want to back feel- of my mind. Yes. Yeah. I don't want to feel that way, though. I'm not, and I don't feel that way. But I think it's rational. It it doesn't feel good to root for losses. It would have made me more upset if all the teams that you're competing with at the tank hadn't also, like a couple other teams, won as well. All of them won. So like you're good. Broncos, right? Panthers had to buy, but doesn't matter. Right. It's like Panthers won, Giants won, New England won. So like if those teams had lost, I would have been more upset. But it was a wacky week in the NFL, so yeah. chalk it up to that. Screw it. That's fine. And I'm, still, end of the day, you're still holding the top two of the top three picks right now. That's fine. I'll take that. I think morale for the, win, whatever. Yeah, for the sake of my mood, man. <laughs> yes, I had a decent Sunday yesterday because the Bears won. Like I was, I was having a good little day, <laughs> and now you got you got a little bit of excitement going into Sunday Night Football. Yeah, yeah, can they beat the Chargers on the road? I almost thought before the season, I thought about going in this game. I wanted to go to L.A., oh. but once we were— You did say that. I do fields, remember you talking about this. If Fields were still the starter and they were like 4-2 and two going to this game, oh, my God, I'd be oh, on a flight yeah. on Thursday getting right. out there because yeah. I also just want to see SoFi, yeah. and that would be so cool. Um, but, yeah, we'll have to gauge the excitement level of this game because, like, I'll be honest, I wasn't excited to watch yesterday's game, really. I guess, sure. Yeah. Like I, was, I, I, was I, I wasn't. You know, going to be Like yeah. I was more excited to see the Browns win and Survivor for me uh, to keep my hopes for <laughs> a hell lot of money uh, alive. Um, oh yeah, real quick, Jake Capone to Don. The Packers are bad. They're bad. Are the Bears better than the Packers at this point? Probably not, After just because they have the coaching advantage still. Yeah. And like they still have like Aaron Jones, Christian Watson. Yeah. But they're bad. They are bad. I will agree with that. They're bad. They're a bad football team. I've, I've said this about eight times. Last question before we head out. Who ends the year with a better record, Bears or Packers? I'm going to say Packers because I need to will that into existence because I don't need them having a higher draft pick than the Bears and taking one of these quarterbacks. You think that's going to happen? Jordan Love for, might be bad. He, no, he is bad. Yeah. But so. for as much as they've like committed to him, I guess. I mean, I guess it's not a commitment, but like. It's been one year. See you later. Okay, I don't know. You, the, I, they'll draft, the, the they'll draft a guy I, in the fourth the round. And I'd then. much rather they be stuck with Jordan Love for another year than give okay. them a chance at Drake May. So let him win seven games. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. One hundred percent. I think the Bears win more games this year than the Packers. <sighs> I gotta look at their schedule, but I think the Packers are done with playing the bad teams. Is that why? Are you call, Is that an outrageous thing for me to say? Probably. No, I just I'm already now You're I'm fearing anticipating that? the Packers picking out of the Bears getting one of these quarterbacks and the bears being forced to pick somebody else. And then the one, the guy that the bears end up pick sucks and the Packers get McCarthy and yeah. he's awesome. The green Bay Packers next six games at home against the Vikings. 
could lose that game at home against the Rams, probably would lose that game on the road against the Steelers, loss at home against the Chargers, loss on the road against the, the Lions, loss at home against the Chiefs, loss. They have a very tough schedule oh. for the next six games. I also, there's a chance the Vikings are three and four after tonight. There's a chance they can beat the Niners. If you listen to this on Monday and they get shellacked by 30, I'm going to look like a fucking idiot. But, um, yeah, that, that fear, we got to start worrying about that fear of the Packers bottoming out right. and taking a quarterback. Add, add one more thing to the list. Awesome. All right. I'm, I'm done with this. All right. This has been Bears Nation Podcast. Appreciate all the comments, all the views, all the listeners. You guys are the best, as always. Say it every week and keep saying it because it's true. We appreciate you guys. We'll see you on Wednesday for our preview episode, for our bold predictions, for our QB predictions. You know the drill. So come back Wednesday. We'll be here to break down Sunday night football against the Chargers. Maybe we'll have some clarity about the quarterback. Who knows? But in Until then, for myself, for Kevin, this has been Bears Nation Podcast, and as always, bear down.